Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is Spoke, the all-new and exclusive podcast series with me, Chidera, a.k.a. The Slum Flower. And me, Sully Breaks, poet, writer, spoken word, artist, etc., etc. Where we discuss issues at the heart of youth culture and how music and literature are shaping the conversation. The lack of female voices in the literary and music world is not yet new. From women writing novels under male pseudonyms to this year's wireless bill, which originally featured three women on the bill of 37, women are constantly underrepresented. Though there's been a huge rise of grime, hip-hop and Afrobeat in the last few years, women are still underrepresented and have to fight to be heard. Each time a woman does succeed, it's implied that she had to knock another woman down to get there. Just look at the rivalry the media's created between Cardi B and Nicki Minaj when the same rules are rarely applied to their male counterparts. But in the age of Me Too, are things finally starting to change? Will the demand for women's stories filter into the rap game? Or will women forever be cursed with the concept of the Queen Bee? In this episode, we talk to women at the top of their game in a male-dominated industry and examine the issues they face. So, Celine. So, 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 talk to me. I know, yeah. You, yeah, yeah, you well, don't necessarily agree that agree. the rivalry the media's created between Cardi and Nikki and women in general um, isn't isn't the same as what's happening between men in the industry. No, I don't, I don't. I don't think. I'm not saying that I don't agree, but I'm definitely. I'm definitely. Um, there's still a rivalry with men within the music industry because rap especially is a competitive genre, you know what I mean? Mm. It's all sport. I mean, all these art forms are sports. That's why, you know, if you look at Push and Drake this season, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Before that, he was going at Meek, you know what I mean? Before, there's always some kind of rivalry. You've got Rosé and 50, you know what I mean? Even in the UK, if we're taking it, I don't know, No, everyone seems to be friends nowadays, you know what I mean? But back in the day when people were beefing, like, movement and Ro- uh, Wiley, the whole movement against Wiley, innit? Mm. The whole, you know what I mean? So I feel like there's always been some kind of, like, conflict because this is, this is a competitive genre, do you understand? I'm saying so. Yes. It, so if it's like we're talking about women because people identify with them both women, it's kind of mm. like if there's two MCs back in the day, maybe from South, yeah, there may be some kind of like conflict or animosity between other MCs from like North or even mm. the North. I remember when Scorcher was beefing Frisco because I can't even remember why they were beefing, but yeah. you kind of get what I'm saying. So I, I feel like rivalry is inherently a part of the culture of, of the industry, and I'm so so I'm not saying women are not marginalized in the industry, but yeah. I'm saying if you're getting into rap or if you're getting into music in some capacity, you mm. should be aware that there's going to be conflict because that's 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 the nature of of the game you know words words i think you touched on so many important points there um i'd definitely love to add as well that what's vital to understand is for men in the industry they're never going to be pitted against each other because of how sexy they are or because of you know 
how what kind of hair they do or what their makeup looks like or how Fair glam enough. they are. And that means that there's always going to be, for women, there will always be an extra layer of scrutiny that men don't have to face. So, for example, like you mentioned that for men, it's mainly about skill set and their steez and their yeah. ability to carry themselves. And all that is really valid and that can create rivalry. But for women, those exist too. But then you have to also deal with the fact that there's things like ageism and, you know, having a child, how pretty you are. And so... I think it's a really, really exciting conversation to have, and I'm yeah. super, super gassed well, to I get into that, it. I hear that. I hear that. With our amazing guests, who we got here, we got Olivia Rose, and we got Nadia, Nadia Rose. Rose. We got Rose, Rose squared, basically. Yeah. Situation right now, like this is actually incredible. Are you guys related? <laughs> is it, wait, have you guys met before? No, no, this is the oh, wow. oh my god! So we reunited the family. Yeah, come on. <laughs> we, oh, we never knew we were. Family. You're from the Long same rock. garden. Exactly. You just got picked from sent to different florists. <laughs> no, I'm so happy. This I is like amazing. that analogy. I think that's the metaphor. I like hey. that one still. I'll give you that one still. I'll give you that one still. Different florists. I had that still. Different bunches. <laughs> yeah. like so Nadia, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Hi, um, I'm Nadia Rose, 25, rapper Jeez. from Croydon. La la la. Squad. Come squad, on. Yeah. Skiddy Come bop, bop. on. <laughs> Olivia. Do you want to I hate yourself? introducing myself. I know. I'm Olivia Rose. <laughs> I'm 32. I'm old. Um, and I am a photographer turned director. That is me. I love how you undersold it as if your photography yeah, do wasn't that on here. a massive yeah, billboard. We don't do that here. Shoreditch. We don't do this humbleness media? here. Like, you know, tell that? your story. If you want to spit a couple bars as well, do your thing. <laughs> don't do that humbleness here, man. three things that you're really proud of that you've recently done this year. Oh three, God, things. three things. Just okay. three. I know you've got like hundreds, but just three. Okay, so I directed uh, Black and Future music video this year, which Sheet. was what black, sick. like black six six black. Yeah, six oh, L A C K. Oh, yeah. wow, that's yeah, yeah. no one cold. knows how to say the name, but he's brought out T-shirts all about that. You should buy. <laughs> you one. did the Issa Lan, uh, love that song. Yeah, Issa Lan, love love yeah, song. Man. You did that one. That's, that's a dope video. That yeah. yeah, that track bangs. Yeah. So does the video. Yeah. Do so I'll myself. check the video out as well. Yeah, but it's on bang. Yeah. Oh, fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else have I done this year? I signed to some such. So I'm now like a fully signed director, which is kind of mad. Um, like with my photography, I spent 10 years being like a free agent, being my own agent. Mm. And with video, things went mad really quickly. So I've already signed to a production company, which is kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, thing. And I've survived. That's the other thing I'm proud <laughs> yeah. of this year, for real. Like... You know, it's tough. So yeah. I'm still well, here. So well done to me. That. Thank still. you for being here. Thank you for having me. Nadia, 100. what are three things you are really proud of that you've done this year? Oh, uh, I've done a project with um, Barclay Card. Oh, do you want to tell us about that? It's a long way. Oh, it's exclusive. Old you can't. Yeah, long way, long <laughs> way. <laughs> Them ones. Um, but yeah, no, it's actually dropping. I don't know when this is dropping. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's dropping yeah, soon. It's dropping yeah. soon. On TV, national <laughs> uh, TV. Yeah, yeah, national TV, cinemas. Jeez. It's going to be. Yeah, yeah. you're going to see my face. Um, and it was a second, my kind of number two. It was still with Barclay Card, but um, I did my first like kind of animation. I've always wanted to do like voiceovers. And, <gasps> oh, dope. You know, yeah. things that's away from just music. So um, yeah, there was that. And um, it's hard to think of the third thing, right? Third, yeah, I know the third is like. Well, I guess I've done some songwriting for a pretty big artist, and That's I've been so a exciting. super fan of them for a long time as well. So, um, yeah, yeah. The reason why I felt it was really important to ask you both to list three things you're really proud of is because in this industry, right? And I'm sure you've experienced this. It often feels like when you're a woman, you have to downplay your achievements or even just you know, lie about what you do just to avoid people being all, 
gassed or get the wrong idea of you or even just generally not taking the time out to celebrate how far you've taken yourself because it's expected of us to do that anyway. And I guess my first question for you, Olivia, is why do you think you've come this far? Oh, it's a big question. Um, do you know, I think I think I spent a lot of my career kind of, whether I was doing it consciously or not, I was ignoring the fact that I was female within male worlds, you know, and I think it's kind of easier to do that than to recognise that you're just on the back foot for the very fact that you have a vagina. It's mm. pretty insane. Um, so I moved through a lot of things. Kind of, I always say to people that I've got two different like hats that I put on. One is mama. I'll go into like a boy dominated thing, mama or auntie, you know, like however you want me to be. And then people respect me because I'm the nice lady. Mm. Or I go in and I flirt with people and I use that to my advantage, you know, which yes. I don't know. I don't know what Scam people think about that. Yeah, but you know, like, if you've got to use things to get yourself forward and then you can change things. That's how I think about it. So, you know, I've I've worn these two hats the whole time, which actually maybe in a way means that I've never been me. Which is kind hmm. of interesting, what you know. You've I never been I, you? I sit and kind of travel through both of those personalities yeah. of mine, but I am not auntie and I am not just a flirt. I'm somewhere between those two things. So, mm-hmm. so I feel like I'm maybe performing, and that's been part of specifically why I've kind of. I kind of carved my own little route through things was because I was doing that, and in a way, sometimes I think, what would it have been like if I'd just been me? Mm. not to cut off your point in regards to that you just assigned that kind of just blew my mind so is this flirting to get ahead like as females here like can we just clarify is that actually a thing because i have a friend and i I i'm not like condemning it i'm not even judging it but i have a friend and she says if you go to the job interview and she wants to get the job she'll just wear a low-cut top Mm. you know what i mean she'll flirt with the manager and then when she gets the job she just won't talk to anyone again and just carry on with her life right so so so, so is this (laughs) is this this actually like are we establishing that this is actually like a practice and more importantly is it detrimental to females who are trying to progress in the industry or do you feel like it's just utilising what you have to your advantage? Because then you do, to an extent, do get sexualized on the basis that you're trying to achieve something, use it through that means. I think, I don't know, I think it's kind of more like, instead of flirting to get ahead, I don't necessarily think about it like that. I think of it more like, especially in my job, it's all about making people comfortable and making connections. And if that, for me, involves a bit of a flirt, which I would do right now with you, you know, right now with anyone in this room, you know, we that's how we find friendships with the girls, with the boys. You do a bit of flirting. You know, I like your nails. We did it earlier, mm-hmm. right? We bonded you know? over yeah, our nails. Exactly, yeah, 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 we did because yeah. we both have amazing nails. You can't see them, but they're great. But yeah, you know, I hear what you're saying. That's why I was kind of hesitant to say that. Maybe it's not right to do it. Maybe it's not right to promote it. But I always say we live in a world with specific rules. I think probably all of the people in this room are trying to change those rules. That's the goal we're working towards. Mm. But we live in a specific kind of world. Mm. And if I can do something, I don't know if I'd go as far as to kind of wear a low cut top. I'm not sure I would be that. Yeah, that's a bit of an extreme and sexualized example. Yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. it. But if I can do something and use my girlish charms to to make somebody comfortable and for me to be able to get a better picture or to be able to you know make them more comfortable mm. so that we can work together better, then I'm not I'm not ashamed to do that. 
And, you know, I don't think actually that it is necessarily about sexualizing things. Mm. It's about, you know, flirt can be taken in lots of different yeah, ways. 100%. So, I think I took it in one context. And a hundred, and you know, which is quite I, a male I, thing I res- to do. It is. Yeah. I, 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 100%. Also, it's not just I women it. That, that do that. Like, for me, right, I have guys that will come to my studio sessions and they're doing dick print in there. Are you ex? Hold on, hold on. But hold on, they're coming to the studio to wear grey joggers. On a normal session. Is it not comfortable? Is it not comfortable? They got the jeans, everything is fine. But you come and now you're doing. Like So I think it definitely works. Both ways, It works definitely both ways. Everybody has that little. Now, that little thing, you know. Wow, no, I'm really now glad I respect you brought this that because everyone's being honest as well. Do you get what I'm saying? And I can respect that. I think the most important thing is if you're authentic about it, that's why we can actually mm. like make sense because that makes sense to me what you're saying right now. Because I mean, I don't know about me, but I'm sure a lot of men them do do that as well. Oh, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying. No, I'm so glad you brought that up because I think just to set the overall tone and to provide some clarity, what we have to first understand is power dynamics, mm. yeah. right? And patriarchy. So we're existing in a patriarchy, which essentially is a system where men have more power. Yeah, 100%. And that means that women are seen as commodities, but it also means that women are shamed for responding to this very violent system, regardless of how we choose to respond. So that also includes women being sexualized, both with our consent and without our consent. So if you're in a position where either way you're going to be sexualized, if you're in a position where for every job you don't get, a man gets. If you're in a position where you have got to survive because, like, statistically, financially, just in terms of the landscape overall, you have less of a chance of being able to survive on your own and that you need to be able to leverage certain resources to live a life that is actually of some sort of quality, then if it involves you leveraging patriarchy to live a life where you can just survive, why the hell not? For like, for example, mm. with me, I am strongly pro-women doing things like, if you're going to go for a job and you know the, the interviewer is a man and he's likely to, to be spun by you wearing a low-cut top, wear the low-cut top, <laughs> yeah? Because the reason why is that even if you don't wear the low-cut top, you're still going to be sexualized in one way or another. Yeah, and also, it's important to recognise how power works. So men hold more power in society. So for women to be able to actually be like, if I choose to own my sexuality, that's not going to stop you from having more power than me anyway. So it doesn't make any sense for men to feel a type of way or for men to be policing how women respond to patriarchy instead of for men to actually go and huddle amongst themselves and figure out what they can do to destroy patriarchy because patriarchy hurts everyone. So it's not fair, really, to you know focus on the response to the violence rather than actually focusing on the violence itself. Mm. What was it? Yeah. No, I hit I hundred percent. And like I said, like both parties are responsible. I know mm. one of my guys, he was he he went out with his superior, he went he went to dinner with her and he didn't tell his wife because he knows that she likes him in it. <laughs> but he's trying to get a promotion, do you get what I'm saying? So no, I I, I think yeah. everyone's made valid points in, in that respect. Mm-hmm. So um we want to move on to the items, innit? Um Nadia, what would you have for us today? Um right, so I have a song or oh, it's well, I mean, it's the whole song, but um, it's the lyrics of the song more so than the um, 
the melody or the rhythm. Um, mm. But it's uh, Christina Aguilera and Little Kim can't hold us down. Mm. Um, you give me the hook. How, how, how remember that song? <clears throat> that sounds like it's yeah. a, it's a 2000, <laughs> or 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. What's, what's the, what's... This is for my girls. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That video was banging as well, still, yeah. <laughs> that was so a video, what do we do, girls? Shout louder. That's right. Yes. Tell them. Um, and I feel like, yeah, that song meant, like, growing up, it was, like, very important to me. I, I didn't actually know why I was so drawn to this song. Um, but as I grew and I started to understand the lyrics and the message, um, and it wasn't just a tune to brock out to or, do you mean, sing with my friends, I got, like, every single line, I understood where they was coming from. It was like, this is actually the man's world and... You do this, and the man says it's not okay, then it's not okay. But when the man does it, it's okay. And it was just like I started to feel that a lot in just just my my living. That yeah. it wasn't family, boyfriends, industry. There was just always this kind of man thing. It was like we men and we cavemen. Days. <laughs> it's still here. Um, Very primal. And yeah, I just felt like they really touched on they touched on everything. Like just even the fact that she says, um, Lil Kim says. Basically, a guy can have sex with a girl how many times he wants, and it's fine, but a woman does it and she's a whore. There's a name for her now. Mm. She's, she's not praised. She is now put down um, for the things that she's doing, that the man is doing. Um, and I just feel like, yeah, it's very important for these kind of things to be addressed. But I feel like, just like Sunflower <laughs> was saying, um, it's like these things are, they're discussed and then it's more of an issue that they're being discussed mm-hmm. then. The yeah. issue that's Don't being discussed, issue. being um, <laughs> dealt with. Um, but yeah, I feel like the key point is once you've heard the music and you've taken in what the mu- the message is, let's act on it rather mm, than impact, yeah. have an impact. Big yeah. mood, bruv. Mm. Do you know what? I'm curious well. to know, what do you think of the concept of like festival stages having women-only stages? Like, How do you feel about that? Or do you feel like it should just be organic where women are on the yeah. lineup as much as men are? Um, yeah. yeah, I'm just here for the what's organic. I feel like the segregation thing just doesn't, it doesn't mm. help. Like, I feel like there's enough women for it to be a nice, a nice mix of, you know, of Talent, guys, yeah. girls, singers, dancers, rappers, whatever it is. I feel like there's definitely enough and it should be. So you ever been it's, in it's that oh, constant sorry, thing as well, you know, like you're... I'm not a director. I'm a female director. Oh, yeah. Oh. You're, not, you're not a rapper. You're a female. female. You're not supposed to say female, by the way. It's I've like, been educated. Yes. Well, As that, opposed to what? Well, how it works is that... So you <laughs> can only use female when it's before the noun. So, like, you know, female butterfly, female rapper. But if you just use female on its own, it's like female what? Because then it reduces you Okay, thank you. Okay, so that's where I went wrong. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, Chidi's she, been educating me. So, I, okay, yeah. cool, because I just messed up there. Sorry to no, cut you off right. there. No, it's all right. No, it's fine. I'd never even thought about that myself. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the education. <laughs> I've been getting well, it all every week. Don't worry, I've been getting it. That's how I was trying to save you. I can't remember where, where I... You were saying that when people have time. to refer to yeah. it as like female oh, yeah, director, it's, it's female just, rapper. It's just not useful, you mm-hmm. know? It's not useful. It's not a useful way of referring to people. It's not a useful way of making people included. It's not a useful way of pushing things forward. And I think that that's what everyone just needs to look to doing now, you know? And there's this whole thing about... Positive discrimination is still discrimination. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> it's actually how we are, you know, it's what I said before about how the world works now versus how we're trying to make it work. And if that means some things have to be positively discriminated, 
towards, not against, mm-hmm. then so be it, you know? Yeah. People have to look harder. You think that there's not enough female rappers, I hate that I've just said it myself. Right, yeah, <laughs> for the sake of conversation. Yeah, yeah for the sake of the conversation, yeah. yeah to to be part of the lineup, well, you haven't looked hard enough. So, mm-hmm. you know, it is you that's being lazy, not the people out there creating, you know? And, and it's funny, I, sp- I, was, um, I was shooting No Day and I was speaking to her about this and she was saying to me that she'd been asked to do like a female version of Pow. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. And that's all I have to say <laughs> to you. Yeah, you yeah, all know exactly what I mean. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, like yeah, that was yeah, the yeah. end of the story. I hear that. Yeah. It's like, why can't I just be on Pow? Yeah. yeah. You know, like all of the other male rappers were, you know. That's it's the same talk. with who people bring through, you know, as yeah. they're like warm-ups and they're, you know, like... I think mm. the male rappers, let's call them that, yeah, yeah. nice, have Love a responsibility it. towards their female counterparts as well. And I don't think there's enough being done for people to bring people through. You know, it's just the same as when you're a bigger artist with more followers. You bring through somebody who's got less followers, who's less mm-hmm. well-established. Well, they need to be making a conscious effort to be bringing through the females so, as yes. well. So, yes, that's dope. So on the subject of that, do you feel like as a female as well, like as, as a female... Um, Sorry, as a, as a woman, woman. sorry, yeah. you feel like as a woman, then the same way, like, say, for instance, if I go in, if I'm in a role, someone say as a, as a black man, you have responsibility to try and make people from your community through. Do you feel like in your career, you felt like the constant responsibility to mm. do that for your peers or your, or your counterparts? To give them opportunities that you know that the, the, the male figureheads in that position wouldn't. Yeah, that's a good yeah. question. And I mean, I think, you know, I think when it comes to... It's interesting you asked me that question because I obviously don't feel a responsibility to bring men through, mm. you know, to, to my industry. And bringing it back to race, it's a good place to bring it. I'm a white woman, you know, you can't see me, I'm a white woman. Um, and for me, it's been about inclusivity with who I have assisting me, who I'm shooting, what faces I'm representing. Yeah, It's a difficult subject, I'm kind of problematic by the very nature of me being a middle-class white woman trying to bring some other people through with me. That makes people upset, and I can understand why, and I, I'm kind of here to listen to those criticisms and try and constantly mould my practice based on what I'm hearing and what I'm learning. But for me, yeah, like I personally feel a responsibility to bring through anyone who is not a straight white man basically. Mm -hmm. Anyone who's on the back foot in this hierarchy that has been created through years and years of oppression and inequality, you know? So I am always thinking about that, you know, and thinking about how, not just that, but how people feel on set, how people feel in the office environment, how those people I'm bringing through, is this a safe space to bring them into, Mm. you know? It isn't always. And I have a very unique position to be able to manoeuvre between spaces. I've been brought up in a you know, very middle class white world. I went to private school. I was brought up around people who speak a certain way, who do a certain thing. Yeah. So I have the benefit of kind of understanding that world and being able to move through it. Mm. And so I feel a particular responsibility, even down to my family, yeah. sat around at Christmas time, you know, the kind of chat that comes up. How does up. that conversation happen when you tell him you, 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 when you tell him you take photography of like grime artists and rap artists? Is that. People say dumb shit. Really? Like, <laughs> are you scared? Oh, <laughs> good one. <laughs> are you scared? The amount of times I've heard that. Were you not scared when you. Uh, but no. you I mean, but I mean. I'm not going to lie. I think, have you photographed 6-7 before? No. 
Okay. Why were you going to ask me if I was scared? No, no, no. Not, <laughs> not even like, that. Not no, because no, I would have gone into that as like auntie, mama, the nice lady. Okay. I would have been fine. Do you know what, what I mean? Like, I'm say, not scared anyway. Sometimes but. I see some photography and I see people on there blocking it, and I'm like, right, are you a real, real, some real drillers on that block? Was that all cool? Like, do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, all done. I mean, like, you have cupcakes. Yeah, and, like, I was like, right. Like, you like, know what I always think? Being a being a photographer, being a director, you've you've kind of like by your very occupation you're wearing that like press thing around your neck you know when oh. people go to war like there's something about <laughs> you, know, you, <laughs> well, you know what I mean you yeah. know like there's a guy who wears the big press symbol so that he doesn't get shot by the enemy <laughs> at war you know yeah. that is what the photographers do and I feel like I wear that invisibly oh, okay. through everything I do camera. because I'm there to document someone I'm not there to start beef I don't have any beef with anyone like <laughs> if shit's about to go south I'm going to leave I'm not sticking around you know well I might if there's a good picture to get out of it you know <laughs> which is a different discussion in itself but yeah. you know like yeah it was just that context where I was thinking yeah I've, you guys have braved some war zones to really bring us great photography um <laughs> So, um, Nadia, also, yep. just, just the same question that I directed Olivia in terms of like when you're in the industry and you're seeing these kind of like hierarchy and structures, which kind of like are not beneficial to every every social group. Do you feel do, is there is there something in you that says, OK, I have responsibility or I'm doing my best to make amends or changes in terms of who? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Who I work with, you know, the same way Olivia does, who I, who I bring into that space and how mm-hmm. I allow them to, like, access it. Yeah, a million percent. Um, I'm, like, pro-woman. Like, um, there's a lot in the industry, but there's not enough in it. Um, so I'm always, like, as you know, I'm all about my squad, Half people that work for me are my friends and they're all girls and they all have their own talents that are helpful to me. And I think it's good to do. And they're women that are from all different backgrounds. There's no discrimination when it comes to the types of women that are coming through. Like, if you're a woman, your head's on correct and you want to make a change, then I'm I'm here for it and let's let's make something happen. Because if I'm doing it and Olivia's doing it, Slumpower's doing it, um, all the girls are doing it, then before you know it, it's going to be a massive change. You know? In the whole kind of... I hear that, man. Do you want to go on to um, your item then, Olivia? Can I just quickly ask Nadia something? Yeah, feel free, man. We're all um, family. The label thing. Yeah. I was just wondering if it's still like the horror stories of how it always was. Do they really <laughs> want to be like, you know, like lose a bit of weight, like change your face? Well, that's a good question. I mean, <laughs> to me personally, um, I haven't had anything like that. To be honest, actually, it was quite strange. I did have a an A&R who was a woman, um, and she was actually 
suggesting that I kind of sexied it up a bit, mm-hmm. you know. If I had my tracksuit on, maybe zip it down a bit. <laughs> Get rid of the top. Uh, zip it yeah. down. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was actually quite... That was different because mm. um, I didn't expect it from actually, her. But, but do you not think mm. that there are, like, man women... Yeah. ..that have been socialised to have like yeah. white people, the patriarchal... Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. of the patriarchy. Exactly, yeah. you know, because there yeah. really are, aren't there? Mm-hmm. And you, like... and. <laughs> and you just can't believe just that like, they exist. You... Yes. As we were talking about the subject, you said you had an A and R telling you to try and like make yourself more appealing to a male gaze. So yeah. on on that subject, I remember Lady Leisha. I think she said she said that one of the people in the label had said to her that she should try this Cardi B or someone like that. Oh, yeah. I think she tweeted it. Mm-hmm. And it was basically the whole... This another musician? Yeah, yeah, because obviously that person was big at the time and they were saying that if she dissed her, she's mm-hmm. going to get clout and it's going to give her... So basically, we're speaking to this question of like, this idea of the queen. Like, there can only be one... Oh. one do you understand? Yeah. Did you, have you ever felt that? Because I know in most industries, there is that kind of intimidation factor where, mm. for instance, like um, Nina's, Nina Simone and Aretha mm-hmm. Franklin, she would say like Aretha Franklin got pushed to certain spots because she was less politically active mm-hmm, mm-hmm. meaning that that space is done and she can't go there yeah. do you feel like the same barrier exists for you like if say someone Lee Shaw or Banks or someone is out there and mm. they have a specific like um, endorsement and stuff you're like oh then they're not going to look at you it's like you do, is that is there that um, dynamic there no like not for me personally because I feel like we all possess different things anyway so do you mean what works in that lane for somebody that's that's fine, isn't it? It might not be my thing, but if I feel like I can also fit in that lane, then I feel like... I don't feel like I'm blocked from doing that just because, like you say, Alicia or someone else is filling that gap. But like when you're just talking about rap and the music, like you said, it's a competitive thing. Yeah, yeah. For me, where I've come from, it's all about me being number one when it comes to lyrical ability and da-da-da-da, like... That's my spot. Like, so that's never the number I've one always, woman? No, one. but not being a number one okay. woman. Like, I feel like there's th- that space is open to all, but... Yeah, and you know, that's kind just of, me. It kind of brings us back to what we were saying, like, right at the beginning about the rivalry thing. Like, we've just talked about how there's one spot. That's basically yeah. what we're saying. There's one spot yeah, that's in what, UK yeah. music for a woman. There's one. Yeah. So, that's, yeah, yeah there, there's more competition there. There's quite a few spots for male rappers. 100%. percent i tell you that. Mm. Doesn't matter if you're the same colour. Doesn't matter if you look quite similar. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're from the same place. Doesn't matter if you're the same age. Doesn't mm. matter if you've got the same flow. True, real talk. If I asked you to list, if I asked you to list fifteen male rappers, you could do that. If I asked you to list fifteen female rappers, you probably wouldn't be able to. Yeah, not me because I could. I'm I'm the wrong person. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. Could I do it? Let me think. I don't. I'm not sure. Could I do it? Um, like right now. Yeah, let's so let's just try. Let's say. Let's say. Okay, so we're gonna go for obvious. We're gonna go for Cardi. Nikki, we're gonna go for. Um, are we doing UK and US? Should we do yeah. UK? No, do UK and US. That's, that's UK, fair. okay. So we go okay. Banks. Fair enough. Making it easy for him. Banks, <laughs> Leisha. Do you guys listen to No Name? That's yeah. yeah. We we'll go yeah. for No Name. We will go for Sweetie. Do you know Sweetie? Mm-hmm. Okay, we we'll go for Sweetie. We will go for you know Megan The Stallion. Megan The Stallion's though. I like Megan Ooh. The Stallion. Let's go for Nole. Yeah. Let's go for. Let me think. I'm thinking UK. Pagey. Yeah. Let's go for Pagey. Have I said Leisha? You haven't said Leisha. Mm-hmm. I said Leisha. So I've only got four more to go. Leisha, let me think. We can't. Blue, blue, blue still rap? Baby blue. Say baby blue. <laughs> give, give a baby blue. So I think I finished with the American counterparts. Oh, Remy Ma. Come on, we got Remy Ma. Mm-hmm. She's beasting. We got 
Foxy. If I go to the 80s, though, now I'm killing Please it. Lauren. Missy, No, Missy's more than a rapper. You're disrespecting me because this is just a rapper. Come on, man. <laughs> Missy, and obviously, the finish I'm going to go for my G, Nadia, right here. You come know what on, I'm saying? Come on, Yeah, yeah. But if we went back to the 90s, we'd kill it. I, I definitely, I, to be honest, I actually feel like as time has gone on, it's become less inclusive of female rappers because the criteria is kind of like about your image and your brand rather than just mm-hmm. your j- just your ability, you know? Because when I thought back to the, to the 90s, I was thinking names were just reeling off. When I'm thinking now, they, they're all kind of like homogenous in the way they look and the mm-hmm. way they sound and, and, and their appeals, you know what I'm saying? Do you think that's because, like, back in the day, like, even being a rapper and being, like, accepted in that genre of music was more difficult... And so everyone was banding together more. And now, now maybe it's kind of easier to be a rapper. There's a lot of money money. to be made. There's a lot of, you know, and so it's more competitive maybe than it was. I don't know. I'm just theorising. I don't know the answer to that question. What item did you bring, Olivia? Let's talk about that. Um, so I brought my video East Atlanta Love Letter which I'm going to kind of play quite song is a banger you're so lucky to have made the video for that that song is a banger when I got sent the song it was like such a dream it was the first time that I'd written on a track that I was like really completely in love with and there was like kind of this mad experience that happened to me in Atlanta this looks beautiful sorry to interrupt you but it looks beautiful you're playing it right now sorry carry on with it Um, where I had this like I am a female director moment. And it was for two reasons, right? So we did two night shoots at 7pm till 7am, okay? 5am on the first night, morning, wherever the hell we were, (laughs) you are like proper crabby, proper tired, everyone's annoyed, you're getting snappy. And my like main support on the shoot, who was a guy who I had got on like a house on fire, me and him were like best friends, you can't even imagine. Like, you know, every time we turn up, let's have a cuddle, we loved each other, okay? Mm 5am on the first night, he stops listening to me. Like, nothing I say will he respond to. When it's I'm, actually time to work. When it's actually time yeah. to work, yeah. You know, and I'm stressed. That is my right as the director on the shoot, to be stressed. Yeah, like, what I was stressed about completely doesn't matter. I was stressed. That's all you needed to know. It wasn't his fault. I told him that. But he's not liking the fact that I'm stressed. And that's starting to annoy me. But didn't he want to do something about you being stressed rather than just being like, I don't like it? Do you, do you know, know what? what? His <laughs> attitude at that time was... If you're stressed, that means that I'm not doing my job right. You said it's not about him. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, I can't can't win this one, clearly. And I'm thinking maybe I'm triggering him like an ex-girlfriend or something. So, you know. Anyway, we we get to this point where he just won't take instruction from me and he will only take the final say from my male director of photography. Wow. And it hurt me, right? So so there was this moment, and and bearing in mind, we've got like a, like on most film sets, we've got something like an 85%, probably more like 90% male crew so the only other women there on the shoot were hair makeup and styling which is so often the case Mm -hmm. you know so they're kind of god forbid i don't think this girls but they are the lonely lonely the lowly people on set yeah of course that is not my opinion yeah but that's how so i've and this is also a video we're watching it now that is i made it for women i was really like you know when i'm discussing it with management that was something they wanted to do they wanted their artists to look sexy for the girls so I'm like kind of bringing the girls over to look at the monitor. I don't think that was going down too well with the male crew. Seemed like, you know, and I'm, thinking, Why they, you this is all going opinion? on. Yeah. And so this guy turns around to me and he says, well, we better do what Olivia wants us to do, lest she gets her panties in a twist. Oh, wow. And I was, it's five in the morning. I'm tired. <laughs> I was so upset, so angry, so frustrated. I couldn't say anything to him then and there. I'm surrounded by crew. I walked off and I like, 
full and honest truth, I burst into tears and I had this massive cry. Then I'm feeling imposter syndrome, right? Which I think is quite a female thing. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Where I'm not meant to be there. Look at me. I'm some... Just some girl. Words that I can't say because yeah. I can't say the rude Just words. Just some you know, female but dog. Feeling like, exactly, <laughs> feeling like a female dog who's crying her eyes out. Like, why can't I just be like a man? He would have just sorted it out. Anyway, I decide that I'm going to leave it till the end of the shoot. And, you know, like, my producer, you know, the owner of some such, like, all of these people are rallying around me, like, you know, this person could be taken off set. I'm like, that's not helpful to remove someone that I need off the set, you yeah. know? Well, we'll talk to him, but you both have penises. I need <laughs> to talk to him because otherwise it looks like my You're bulldogs afraid. have yeah, gone yeah, in, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I wait till the morning. I had this conversation with him and, and I, I started, I opened with, it's 2018. Like, why are you going to be this guy? We have had such a nice relationship. We've gotten like a house on fire. There is no need, you know, it's 5am. I know that we're all crabby. I know that. You want to snap at me. You want to tell me that I'm being an absolute female dog. You can do that. But just pull me aside. Don't do it in front of other people. Yeah. We're, we are at work, you know. I'm like, have you worked with a female director before? Have you looked around you and seen who the crew are? See, seeing how you're undermining my authority in a world where... It's hard enough already, you know. And he was, in his defence, he was really embarrassed and he apologised. And the next morning, before the second day of the shoot, he sent me a message unprompted saying, I'm going to bring a better energy today. And he did. And at the end of the shoot... Yeah, yeah. and that's how I feel, you know. You've got to give everyone their one moment to make their mistake, you know. And if you then speak to them and if they then do bring new energy, which he did, you know, and at the end of that shoot, I'd been saying to him all week, who's the boss? Who's the boss? <laughs> and he wouldn't say it. He was alpha oh male, God, you know. Like it's hard for an I alpha male. Yeah, but, but at the end of this shoot, I boss? shouted, shouted across the location, "Oi, who's the boss?" <laughs> and he picks up his walkie-talkie and, like this, he's like. And I'd just like to let everyone know that Olivia Rose is the boss. And the girls on set, they were thrilled, you know. And then the the other half to this, right? So I'm being made to feel like a woman in a man's world. First time in a long time, I felt reduced to my sex you know Mm. and then on the flip side I've got the girls on the shoot who have never worked with a female director before and they were so proud and thrilled to work with with a with a woman Mm -hmm. and to be a part of their first experience of that I could cry even thinking about it still it was the most amazing magical moment that they felt included. Like, I was told by one of the producers, they were amazing, right? Just, girls, you're amazing. (laughs) They got everything done, everything that needed to be done. They were the ones getting done, might I add, you know? But one of these girls said to me that none of the directors has ever even spoken to her before. Notes come through someone else. Wow. And for me to hear that, when I'm a people, you know, I'm a people person and, like, you know, when everyone's sitting down for lunch, I want to sit with the crew, you know, like, I've got no interest sitting on a director's chair. It makes me all feel weird. <laughs> I don't, you know, my imposter syndrome makes it hard for me to even say I am a director. It make, That makes me feel cringy and weird mm. still. I'll get there one day. Mm. But, you know... You can call yourself the boss, though. I am you the boss. You can call yourself the boss. Mm. I am the boss. I like yeah. that. I am the boss. <laughs> but then when I'm saying that, like, for me, the boss is male, Mm. Not that I am male, but do you know what I mean? I know like, what when I'm saying I'm the you're boss, that male energy. like if I was shouting who's the empress, it wouldn't have felt as powerful, even though I am an empress, mm. FYI. You know? Jeez. Fluffy empress. Is that the hand of your fist by Do you know it's like all over my Twitter and stuff? I, you know, I've got fluffyempress.com. It redirects to my I website. Check it. it out, people. Um, but you know, like the very nature of it being a female 
what's the word? What, what's the word I'm looking for? The very fact that it's like, like a, a female word, yeah, a feminine in, word, in, that's what I'm looking yeah, for. It's inferior. And not a masculine word. It's inferior, yeah. And mm. so by me saying I'm the boss, it is like wearing the trousers, mm. all of those things that really like... We all do the power Let's men just have. move mm-hmm, to a yeah. place where we don't even have to... Assume masculinity, yeah. Is the the power structure here, you know? Like, that would be ideal. But while we're still in it, you've got to be the boss. What what are you saying, Nadia? Have you ever been in a similar situation where you just had to stick it on someone, you know, for for not not respecting... (laughs) I love the phrase, stick it on someone. For not respecting your position, you know? I mean, particularly because you you are a woman. Um, Probably have. Um... (laughs) You know, sometimes, you know, yeah. you might be doing a freestyle and stuff like that. You know, yeah, like, you don't I mean, like, back to back. I've had the, you know, boys, boys, um, you can say, wait, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not specific. You I'm not like, love. Like, to say men because and there's so few of them. Men. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll take that. But there's, the, cool. there's that thing of being good for a woman or being good for, and it's like, why is, why is the added bit there? Yeah. Why? Just tell me that I'm good. Just just tell me. Like you said to your peers, yeah, yeah, fam, you went in, you went in, bro. Come and tell me. Do you know what, Nads? You was hard. But there's always this kind of safety net of, yeah, 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 for a girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Compared to so-and-so, another girl, you're hard. And it's just like, nope, 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 nope. Compare me... To, to Kendrick come and talk to me about Kendrick say right. yeah Nads, yeah you're leveling here or Nads yeah yeah, you came like so and so but it's always we're always in the same women's circle that they mm. have to that, and like yeah I just I'm always drawing out people for that like, it's like even that, in clashes you see, you see like the list right and you're like, why do they always put the women against the women? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's not like, like... This isn't tennis, you know. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's yeah. not like a, a sports it. sport. It's like, <laughs> it's what? True. Like, we got Plus, wouldn't that be so, so much more interesting when the yeah. women just get to end the men? Oh, I even hear what you're saying, Nadia, because I have a friend who actually a female rapper. You know, by the way, on that track, you're on a track with 6-7. You killed yeah, that yeah, track. Yeah. I think you was the best. Bless you were the best on that track. You know what I mean? Thank but you. like you're saying, I have a friend who's a female rapper and her thing was like, her rap influences... Like every time someone sees her, they're like, "Oh, you must be influenced by Lauren Hill. You must be influenced by." But she goes, "No, I didn't listen to none of them. Lauren Hill at all going up. I didn't listen to any female rappers. Yeah. My inspiration was like Tupac and Biggie and all these mm-hmm. kind of people. But automatically, everyone always puts in the category that mm. you must have like female influences yeah. to be inspired into this craft as a female. Yeah, and I'm 100%. sure as 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 a woman. Sorry, I mean, I'm sure as a woman, that was not not necessarily the only reason you gravitated towards music and the yeah. art form." No, a hundred percent. Like I, I can completely relate with your friend. Like I, I obviously listen to a, a lot of women in the game, but predominantly it was the men. Like you say, Tupac. Like I'm, I'm super Tupac fan. Like if, if anybody, I, I could put a lot of why I do this today to Tupac. Okay. Like, um, and I feel like that's and even for guys, there can be guys that have been inspired by by women. Yeah, and, you 100%. know, and, and it shouldn't be limited to the same sex as your as mm. yourself. Like, um. But yeah, it does. It does happen for whatever reason. If you could, if both of you could relive one moment in your career, what would that moment be? Like re- relive it for which? which like moment? for a exactly. good reason. Like like just the the feeling you got, like the like the moment in your career where you felt the most powerful and proud of yourself. If you could relive that. Okay, I've maybe maybe got one. I, I like when I was doing the book. When I was shooting, this is grime. Obviously, I'm doing it with Hattie Collins, who's like a, you know, she's like an OG in the scene. Me, not so much, you know. I I had like a very short amount of time to prove myself to a lot of people that I was trustworthy, that I was like cool to be there, that I was a lot of different things. And rightly so. And there was a moment when I walked in, I can't remember whose gig it was, I think it might have been Chip, and it was in 
one of those venues in East. Maybe it's XOYO. Is that the one with the tiny green room? Yeah. Yeah? Probably. Tiny, like literally it's that like the size square, of a yeah. toilet cubicle. <laughs> and I walk into the green room, right, and it's like Kano, gigs, chips, double. Every, everyone is yeah. there, right? And I walked in, everyone turned around, went, you're right, and then turned back again. And I was like... <laughs> Yes, I've finally right. done it. I can uh, finally move unnoticed in this thing. No one cared who I was. Everyone was like, oh, she's that girl with the camera. She's cool. Don't worry. You know, and it was like the one moment when I was like, yeah, I've actually broken into this thing because I'm cool, you know, and, and it's just fine for me to be there. And like kind of getting to that place was such a process that it was, yeah, I was really proud at that time. Aww. Yeah, I'd be proud if they did the same thing to and me as well. Right? Me his OG. <laughs> <laughs> Can this be happening? <laughs> that was a so very Jay. real moment. <laughs> yeah, big up. <laughs> um, for myself, um, I mean, uh, winning the Mobo Award uh, mm. for best video was like crazy for me. Was, was, my... was that squad? <laughs> yeah, 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 hard video. Squad. Did you like... cro- did you learn all the moves beforehand? Is it one take? Yeah, yeah, yeah. one yeah, take. You did one take. Um, still, you, you know. did bits. Come on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you did bits. That ain't easy either. No, I know. Like it was wild. Like it was my first time being at the Mobo Awards at all. Right, um, and then to win on top of that was crazy. And I was up against like there was bare man that I was up against. The only other woman was MIA. But, you know, I didn't have to use a huge budget or nothing. It was just like, yeah, this is just organic and what I'm about. And it's me and my friends literally mm. walking through the ends and having a good time. Um, so, yeah, that was that was really sick. But I just wish I could relive it to go on stage and just cuss out the men. Just I would have said something, just like, <laughs> yeah, allow it. definitely have that opportunity again. Yeah, so 100%. 100%. Next what did you time, end up saying? Definitely. Oh, I didn't have the words. Yeah, and my mum was there. Oh. So, you know, obviously, yeah, I came out, yeah. I did it, thank God. You know, <laughs> like, all of that, all of that. Yeah. All of that. Um, obviously, shouted out my team and, yeah, yeah, people that voted for me. And, yeah, then I was just out. But, yeah, I wish. I was like, yes, it's me with my, my nun-nun here yeah. on the stage yes. taking this for the girls, yeah? I wish. But, yeah, like you say, I'll definitely have another opportunity. 100%, yeah. Oh, this has been such a wonderful conversation I've learned so much from both of you and I'm so glad we were able to discuss something that's so important but with such a light hearted touch and before we wrap because we always do this the whole purpose of this conversation is about learning from each other in an environment that's really welcoming and so I want to ask every single person in the room what have you learned today so I'll start with you Sully what have you learned today from the conversation Um, I think Actually, very early on when we talked about the whole issue of like flirting and how we perceive and, you know, when you did mention it and you did you did kind of highlight the fact that the instant I heard flirting, I looked at it from a very specific standpoint. You know, you understand what I'm saying? So I think that's an education for me. And going forward, I feel like if I see anybody act a certain way in a certain context, I'm not immediately going to judge them or respect or make an assumption as to what they're trying to imply or, mm. you know what I mean? Because it's like the same way, like I can be with my boys and I can act a certain jovial way. Like it's not necessarily going to imply that, oh, um, it's, um, I'm that kind of person all the time. Do you get what I'm saying? It's just, it's just, it's just personality traits and different like aspects of, of how people interact. And I yeah. think that distinction is important to me. Like say for instance, like, if I'm with a woman and she might like rub my shoulder or something like that and you was like rah like you're doing the most it's not always that case you know yeah. what I'm saying so I think that I think that for me was kind of like I'll go home and I'll be like rah yeah she kind of she kind of put me in my place on that one <laughs> yeah I'll take thank that thank you for that 
Nadia, did you learn anything today? Um, yeah, um, it was actually the um, the female and the woman thing. The oh, female before the noun. yeah, um, yeah, that was that was really good. Um, I've been, literally throughout the conversation, it's been going around my head like, oh, that's really good. Oh, yeah, spun me still. Yeah. Oh, that's good. But yeah, thanks. That's good. <laughs> Thank you. You know when someone takes your thing when you're going oh, round oh, and you're after someone and someone takes your thing. thing. <laughs> Sorry. So I've learned to always go first when <laughs> somebody's going to ask you a question. Um, no, there's there's loads of things. Like I don't feel like I want to like put my finger on something. It's just been really nice to be part of a conversation mm. that, you know. And also maybe when we had that moment, you know, where I'm making you name 15 female rappers, you know, it's like actually yeah. just for us to be in a safe space where it doesn't matter if you can or can't do it. The point is, is that we're trying to highlight something. You know, that's that's like always an an important thing to do. I think mm. so. Yeah. I've learned from you, Olivia, that. Oh it's important to give everybody one chance to recognise mm. their mistake. And I think that's really key because often we're taught that if someone hurts you, hide it, move on, act like you weren't even phased. But actually, it's better that if someone hurts you, you let them know that they've hurt you or done something to disrespect you and then it puts the ball in their park and they now have a responsibility to either address it, um, acknowledge it or act on it. But the whole point is that you've done your bit and now it's reflective of their character how they move on from that mm-hmm. and that is actually what lets you have your power because all these conversations to do with letting people know that they've done something to you is about power, right? And feeling mm-hmm. like you've lost it but there's an illusion in that where you think you're handing over your power by telling someone they've done something to you but actually the real power is letting that person respond and knowing that if they don't even acknowledge it then you've actually internally won because you've done your bit as a grown person to articulate how you feel and they haven't been bold enough or confident enough or even just simply respectful enough to acknowledge that and give you your flowers while you can still smell them so I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to make sure that I implement that more often so I do it all the time but I want to make sure that I also have a healthy conversation and you know, remind it's, it's also boss. about allowing people to have, <laughs> have their ignorance as well I think people often immediately go to somebody's nasty and sometimes they've just never been told before mm. so if we can remember that then maybe some people's minds can change because they don't get attacked they just get spoken to and, yeah. and just for the record that was the first time I think I've ever stood up for myself in that way so wow. like me too I'm going to keep trying to do that yeah, you know it ain't yeah. easy so yeah oh thank you all stop 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 stop